G'day all, and thanks for listening to the Football Podcast. You're here with Ash and Garns, and we're here to talk all things AFL and NBA, plus more. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day all, and thanks for listening to the Football Podcast. You're here with Ash and Garns, and we're here to talk all things AFL and NBA, plus more. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to the Football Podcast. Ash, I know you've been away with some good um, news coming through. But we had a bit of a break over the All-Star weekend. Thought we'd give us uh, our voices a bit of a rest, Ash. But first off, I want to say congratulations on your week away. Thank Not you. only did you propose to you now, your beautiful fiancé, but you also revealed that you're going to have a baby boy. So congratulations, mate, finally getting a boy in the family. You were <laughs> yep. a bit outnumbered there. Yeah, I was. Uh, all, all my dog skills, daughter... Misses, yeah, just wasn't wasn't going yeah. too well for me in the masculinity area, but <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's good. It's good, good to see now. So, um, no, it's it's good to good to have one of each. I thought it wasn't two phase, but yeah, no, it was a big week. 
It was big, big week for you. And also, and it's not that it was very, very big in the NBA with the um, all-star break, the dunk contest, what a flop that was. But the rest of the weekend was simply amazing, except for LeBron being, I reckon, a complete idiot and trying to make it about himself. And I really can't stand that because Halliburton killed it in the skills challenge in the rookie games. Halliburton was unbelievable. Carl Anthony Towns just dominating. And then the th- uh, in the three point contest, yeah, and I then mean, let's, let's, what was let's the start. three point contest? Curry fifty. Yeah, yeah let's, that was pretty hold on, impressive. Hold on. Let's uh, let's start on the three point contest because I'll straight off the bat go um, great pick by you for starters, and two I was completely <laughs> wrong. I definitely did not see that coming at all. I thought I thought Carl Anthony Towns well, was going to be the worst. It, wasn't yeah, he he actually looked the best in rhythm as well. Like I'll hundred percent give him props because, uh, yeah, he actually looked he actually probably looked like the best shooter in there as well. And that was he it looked was, like I he was, practiced for about three weeks. I was <laughs> I was sitting there going, um, is this really happening? What like what's going on? Like Zach Levine, like um, CJ McCollum, all these guys just could not get it going. And I'm like, and then Towns just comes out and looked like he was doing it easy. And it was just strange. It was real strange. It was, it was that I, I thought he, he commented early in the season saying he was the best big man shooter. And I was like, well, if you've got that confidence to announce yourself, you've got to try and catch Dirk because Dirk won a three point contest as well. So, I'm glad he did win it. It helped him. It gave some Minnesota Timberwolves fans some uh, something to cheer for. about because yeah, it's been definitely. pretty, yeah, it's been pretty bleak for him. Um, except for Anthony Edwards, um, was a bit of a shame not to get to play too many minutes. It looked like he hurt himself. But the NBA is right around the corner for the playoffs. Everything's heating up right now. My favorite part of um, the year for me, apart from the AFL Grand Final, it's March, meaning the start of um, start of AFL footy. Yep. Also, the playoffs are around the corner, so the games get a lot better in the NBA. March Madness happens where all the number one college um, talent show off. I love March Madness. Yep. But the one thing that I love is the teams that are floating around the mark, around that seventh or eighth seed, they make the decision, are we closing up shop or what are we doing? And right now, the Lakers, because they've traded all their picks, can are forced to try and win games, and they get routed by other teams, and they just look pathetic, man. Yeah. Like, I'm talking true pathetic. Lakers are not good. The rumors of AD getting traded at the end of the year, they need to reset. Like, this is crazy. This is madness. We're talking about Anthony Davis here, and they're just talking to him like he's nothing now. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, like, oh. he kind of... It almost, as bad as it sounds, like it actually almost has to happen. It's either LeBron or Davis. It, they're the only two trade values. And right now, like, um, if LeBron is staying till the end of his career and they're and they're planning on picking up Bronny when he when he's available, then then LeBron is probably the one to stay. If I'm being honest, um, I would prefer to keep Davis if he can get his health right, but. But I don't think anyone's trading. Once LeBron. injured, always injured. And yeah, it's it's really Once hard injured, because he's injured. because he's a big man as well. It doesn't really help. But so in in no. saying that, you're probably keeping LeBron. Um, but yeah, you've got to try and find some sort of value in your team to do a bit of a uh, hard reset, really, like because it's not it's just not working. Nothing's working for him. So something's I'll, got to change. I'm on the Lakers fan page, and they're saying, "Oh, if only we had." 
um, some young two-way players that could help Stanley Johnson. I'm like, we had those. We had Alex Caruso. We had Brandon Ingram. We had Kyle Kuzma. We had Lonzo Ball. But GM LeBron came in and traded him away because he was too impatient. Yeah. Like, they say, oh, it's, it's a pass mark with Anthony Davis um, because you won the chip. Mate, I don't care. I don't. This Lakers team is the worst Lakers team that I've ever seen. I'd rather go watch a Kendall Marshall run offensive team with Mike D'Antoni as our head coach. Like, I prefer that crap to this right now. Like, it's pretty bad. Yeah. But in saying that, their rivals, Phoenix, mate, they are running away now. That For me, they're the clear favorite team to win it. I'm interested to see what you think. I know Chris Paul's out, but Devin Booker's taken over. He's, it's the Booker show now. Yeah, but the the actual concept, uh, not the concept, but the actual construct of that Phoenix team really revolves around Chris Paul. And and with this whole Aiton thing as well, um, it's pretty much a do or die year for them. So I don't I don't yep. see them I don't see them continuing the same way they're going right now for the next few seasons. I think it's now or never really. Like if they if they win the chip, then they've probably got more chance of keeping Aiton on a little bit less salary. But um, if if they don't, he's gone, and then they're trying to fill that role again and fill that void. But yep. but I I'm I do agree. I think they are the favourites. I think they are the best team. But I'm still not sold as much as. Um, it's crazy that I'm not sold on it because of how good they've been in the crunch time this season. But I've seen Chris Paul cough up a lot of possessions before in his career when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah, it's a whole different story in crunch time when it's the playoffs compared to the regular season because not as, not as much on the line. So I've seen Chris Paul make some terrible plays in his career in the playoffs that have ended up costing them the game. So yep. I'm. I'm not going to be sold on them until I see in the first round or the first two rounds that he can he can win them the games in in crunch time in the playoffs and then I'm sold. But right so now like you're I'm not still, including last I'm year. Still last wait year and was, see. No, are you last, thinking that last year was a fluke year or an outlier year for him? Um, yeah, but I don't think he ever got into positions where he was in the crunch like in really big crunch time and had to make plays last season. So that was the difference where yep. I think this season he's going to have to be. And that's where he's all, he's fallen short um, in previous years in, in those big playoff games when he's the one controlling the play and, he, and the pressure comes right on him. Um, and that's yep. what I'm a little bit not too sure on still. And I know people will yep. disagree with that because he's known to be a clutch player and everything like that. But when it comes to big-time crunch plays, that's when I find sometimes he falls short. Yeah, and no, I'm actually not in disagreement with that. I th- but the thing is, what Chris Paul has now that he's never had in his career, he has a Devin Booker. And people go, oh, he had a Blake, or he had a, he had a SGA, or he's had James Harden. Nah. James Harden, I don't even rate. Oh, I'm, you know me, I'm not James Harden fan, but he wasn't clutch. Like Devin Booker is clutch. He, he goes, I'm gonna hit this. I am the baddest person on this court, and I'm going out and scoring this. Where yeah. Harden just thinks he can do everything himself without any help, and, uh, but, without getting too aggressive on Harden, I think that's, um, where it lies. And Harden has. I will say, um, I will say one actually. more one more thing on it. 
The only thing I'm a bit more positive on Chris Paul in the crunch right now is I think he's got that many players that he trusts in that Phoenix team now. Whereas, oh, absolutely. Whereas in the, at the Clippers, at Houston, at uh, wherever, uh, OKC, OKC. Where, wherever else in he's been, right, um, he's always only had two two more players that he could probably rely on in the crunch. Now he's got... No shooters, though. He's got, he's got shooters around him. He's got... He's got big guys he can go into for the lob. He can go play a pick and roll. He has so many different options, and that's what that's what scares teams now because he's got so many different avenues that he can beat them in the crunch, and that's where he's probably playing a lot better for it in the crunch time because he knows he's got all kinds of different options, and if he gets trapped or if he gets in trouble, he's got an outlet either way or a different option that he can go to. He looks for his spot, though, off that he mid-range does. jumper, he which yep. he loves. Um, but the, uh, but playoffs, go, sw- playoffs, will, switch playoffs they, will, they will plan for that. So that's the that's the difference. They'll have a seven-game series yep. to nut out how to beat that regular well, season. Well, I think you have because one. they hit the three, pretty, the three pretty convincingly, that opens that up. Yep. So if you give up the two, do you give up? Does that mean they give up the three? But that's for a whole nother segment for us when the players yep. hit around. Let's go to the East Coast now, the East Conference. Um, the big trade for Harden and Simmons happened. Harden's debuted already. And from media, media have a short memory, mate. They they go out okay. and go, oh, look how good this combination with Embiid and Harden. They've played three games, two of them against really two weak sides. And, of course, they're going to go out and make Harden look good because they've got to show off for the fans how good Harden is and making the whole offense about him right now. But yep. when it comes to playoffs, we know the ball's going to Joel Embiid. What's Harden going to do then? So don't sell me on something cheap right now. Sell me on when it, come, when it matters. That's yep. my theory. So, And the thing is, that they're not even the best team in the East right now. The Heat are. And Heat match up with them. Jimmy Butler can guard Harden. And Bam has shown that he can shut down Embiid as well. So don't give me the Harden and Embiid other is get a win in the East because yeah. that's not going to happen. And that's the thing. Like, not if, if they're team, running into the heat. If a team like, say, Bucks, for example, Bucks for me, they've got Drew Holiday and they've got Giannis who can both stop their two guys realistically on, on, yep. the, on the defensive end. Yep. That's, that's the thing for me with Curry and um, even Drummond for, for a lesser extent. They've got no other options now. They've just got no real other options. It's it's either it's either Maxi Harden and and be dominate, or they're gonna fall and short. And Harris put in his fifteen. Yeah. So, but that's you know what I'm saying. Like those three yeah. have to dominate, and like Maxi, Max, they're relying on Maxi to probably score twenty points a game, at least. Yeah, not happening. In in the playoffs, they're relying on Embiid putting up 30, 35 points every game in a playoff game playoff series. They're relying and on um, James five, Harden weeks, to do the weeks. same thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're they're relying on three guys to score eighty points. And every, how confident are you are you with their bodies? Like if they do go up against a Heat or a Bucks, they're the most physical defense going around. Can Embiid really go four quarters in a whole series against? Um, Bearmite Adebayo and Jimmy Butler whacking him every time he goes to the rack. Is Harden going to be able to handle it? Like, they're not. Are they going to go with a, a Barker for Bucks and Giannis? Like, are you telling me they're going to be healthy for four series if they have to go through right now that they'll play um, 
the sixth seed, their third seed, aren't they? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, I think they're, they're third, third right now. Yeah. So they'll play um, the sixth seed, which I'm pretty sure it's um, Celtics. And no, Celtics are they're physical. Seventh, I think. Seventh, I think, yeah, I think they're still in the play-in. Uh, they're either seventh oh, or eighth. Okay. I think um, uh, who would who would be six? Chicago. It might be Chicago. Yeah. That would be a fun series. Oh, that doesn't really prove my yeah. point because that would be no defense, all offense yeah. series. But then they have to try and go against the Bucks or even that, the Nets. But that's could a diff- potentially that's also come in a there different or story with the, with the Bulls versus them. Right. We we talk about physical physical game, but that Bulls. Game if they have all their players, Lonzo and Caruso are really good defensively. Um, the only yeah. one they'll struggle with mostly is Embiid. But then you got to yep. think of it like this: Bulls are a running gun side. They're going to push the they tempo. They have to chase. They're going to push the tempo. Yeah. And how how tired is Harden and Embiid going to be trying to run up and down the floor constantly to guard the Bulls? And then they're going to have Agreed. to do everything on the offensive end, or they're going to play no defense. And I agree. It's just going like, to be. I'm, it's going to be. I totally agree on that. Yeah, it's going to be the same as the other week, where it was a three hundred and ten point game. <laughs> it's just oh, no defense. That was, that was ridiculous. That was no by the defense. way, <laughs> actually, there was defense at the start, but the shots just dropped in. And I know from me playing, like after you play some good defense, and the offense is just that much better, and it drops. Like after the four three, you're just like, what do I do? Like, what can I? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Yeah. But I've got a little game for you, Ash. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm in my car nearly eight hours, nine hours a day, and I'm having to think. I'm going on. I need to find a new game for Ash. I need to make him actually really think and get him to, you know, have he stumped me a few times. I've got to stump him, <laughs> but I've yep. got two. So I've got a game called Who Would You Rather? Okay, yeah. And the thing is, there's a game in a game in a game itself. Okay, okay. So you got to think of the theme. Of what I've run, I'm running with here, mm-hmm. and with that theme, you got to think of the award at the end of this theme because there is an award. Okay. Okay. And for can the we, for the listeners as well, one, so you can sort of explain a little bit more of what you want to do because that sounds okay. A bit so my first one, my first one, of who would you rather, is that, and I know this, but this is I knew you were going to say practice one, Curry or Harden, who would you rather? Okay, that's obviously Curry for me. Yep, yep. So you got to try and think of the theme. Why am I picking those? It, it will slowly come around, I think, if, you, if you're if you a bit of an NBA <laughs> lover like I am. Okay. Now, my next one's harder. Drew Holiday or Okay, DeRozan? so do I need to answer what the theme or anything is, though? Not yet. Not yet. Right okay. to the... Uh, wait to the end. Okay. All Just right. pick so, your, okay. who so you rather. I'm going to pick my player then, yep. Okay. Yeah. Drew Holiday or DeMar DeRozan? Okay, you're gonna. I think your theme already is gonna be point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward. You're gonna pick it five point five player game. No. Oh, okay. That would be uh, pretty good though. Yes, I would okay. like that. All right. Um. <laughs> sorry, what was it? So, what was it? Drew Holiday or Demar Derozan? Who would you rather on your team? That is a really tough one. That is actually tougher. That is than a very would, tough one, it's isn't it? Actually, tougher than people would think. Um purely because I love defense and oh, I'm, well, I'm, let's al- put, let's put I'm almost way. going to Drew Holiday. Before this season started, yeah, I would yeah, go before the Holiday. season started, I think it would have been easier. Yeah. Yeah, I would have gone Drew, but for as for this season, I've got to go with DeMar. 
I've, I've got to go yeah. with DeRozan. Uh, I still go with Drew Holiday purely on the fact that he's got the the ring now. He yeah. has that no, championship uh, uh, ring. Look, I love Drew Holiday, but I'm going to go with Demar. You can't you can't go against him this season. You just can't. He's he's putting yeah. he's playing too well. He's even playing really well on the defensive end. So that's what that's what's gotten yep. him over the Agreed. line now. So yeah. Okay, another tough one. Patty Mills or Pat Beverly? Pat Beverly. Pat Beverly. Yep. I'm gonna go oh, I want to hear the reasoning. Um, Is it because of the defense? I think he can put up. I, I think yeah. I think he's a really good defender. Um, and I think he. I think he can put up good enough numbers on the offensive end. Um, Paddy Mills is more of a um, get hot sort of shooter. He can have his really off yep. games. I know Pat Beverly can do the same yep. as well, but at least he can still make up for it on the defensive end. I think if Pat if Paddy Mills doesn't go off on the offensive end, he's pretty average player. Yep. Is that yeah? As much as as much it's as fun. it hurts me to say, because I love Paddy Mills, it hurts. It hurts all the Australian listeners. <laughs> that's does. for sure. Um, Ricky Rubio or Blake Griffin. Well, um, two completely different when players. When they're but when they're both playing this season, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, if it was this season, we know who you pick before they were injured. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if it's going off this season, when they were probably at the start when they were both playing, I've got to go Ricky Rubio. But yeah, but if you're going off careers, then Blake Griffin. So if you're going off careers, would you still change? Would you change your answer for Patty and Pat Bev? No. Patty's got the ring. No. He's got the ring from okay. other players. Would you, would you change your answers for Drew DeRozan? Not necessarily. No, I think DeRozan's you had some really DeRozan. good seasons. Yeah, I, I think a lot I think of people forget was, how was, good he was at yeah, Toronto. Yeah, it's close enough now, anyway. So, yep. I would stick with all my picks, even on career. Yep. Can you guess the theme yet? Not really. No. Not really. No. No. It's 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 either going to be yeah based off yeah based off something like um, off off their careers maybe, um, but Rubio so and Griffin sort fan, of threw me off for that. Yep. So a fan actually told me this theme mm-hmm. who liked our 2014 redraft yep are you getting any hint of what it could be right now the theme now i'm tipping it to, i'm tipping it's a draft from a draft and somebody's been picked over do the you know other person dra- uh, do you know what draft oh wait cool very close 2009 yeah damn, i was out of 08 and 09 damn yeah, 08 was the Derek Rose draft. Okay, yeah. the 09. This is the 09 draft. Yep. Right? And I, I actually really like this question. He's like, do you remember who went number one in that draft? 2009. 2009. Um, I'm not very good with this. This is more your forte. So. We, said his, <laughs> he said, we said his name. We is he one of the players? Yeah, that I've said, yep. Okay, wasn't it Blake Griffin? Yeah, it was Blake Griffin. Yeah. They're all out number one. It was a shoe in number one. Yeah. That was his draft. Which, that was the in draft. saying that, if he didn't have all of his injuries over his career, it was a fair enough pick. Like, the amount of yep. talent that he had at the start of his, like, 
when he came into the league. It, it, I think anyone probably would have bet like put your bets on him. But yep. in saying that, in would hindsight, you have any it's a lot idea? Easier. Yeah, would you have any idea who won Rookie of the Year that year? No, wouldn't have a clue. Would not have a clue. Let me let me just remind you that we did say two-time MVP in Curry, one-time MVP in Harden, multiple All-Stars in DeRozan and Drew Holiday, and Ricky Rubio as well, who's pretty good for his for what he's worth. Well, going off really this, going team. off this, I'm going to say it was either Rubio or Drew Holiday. No, it was Tyreek Evans. I didn't okay. even get to say his name. He yeah. had one of the yeah, best okay. like rookie seasons. I he played as a combo guard. Gonna, yeah, okay. Mm. I, I thought you were going to say because it was it was one of the players that you'd already chosen as well. So yeah, yeah. No, I so had no, I had no draft, idea though. Ash. Yeah. How's this for a draft? Griffin went one. James Harden went three. Steph Curry went seven. Mm-hmm. Rubio went five. Yep. DeRozan went nine. And then you get to Drew Holiday, went 17. Yeah. And then, to make matters even worse, Paddy Mills, poor Paddy, who's had probably one of the best careers as a second rounder, went second round, pick 55. Yep. And this is just a list of undrafted players. Obviously, I'm going to give some love to the maybe, Australians. Maybe we Aaron don't Baines go too crazy on this. Who knows? This might be our next redraft. <laughs> it could be. But they've asked for it. But I, they said, who would you rather out of Drew Holiday and DeRozan? And we'll probably put it up on our socials as well. Because that's a very good question to ask, I think. Because yeah. Drew Holiday, I'll just quickly run it down. He was an all-star at Philly. And then they traded him to the Pelicans. And then because the East was so much weaker than the West, got forgotten about. he didn't get a look in in the yeah. point guards. Yeah. yeah. So And he still put up good numbers and we saw what it was. But yes, no, I'm... Um, I love that draft. That's one of my favourite drafts with your 08 draft. That's my other favourite one. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I just thought, thank you to our listener that popped, um, that suggested it. It was very good. But I want to just touch on this before we go for a break, Ash. Yep. What did you make of LeBron James at the All-Star Weekend? Saying, I could return to Cleveland. Quite, Sam Presti's quite, a great GM. He's the quite best. Quite frankly, I don't even want to talk about LeBron James. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't care what he does. Uh, for the Lakers, if I, if I'm, if I'm a Lakers fan, I'm probably hoping he wants to go to Cleveland so you actually get some of their players. You're ho- hoping Cleveland's stupid enough to trade some of their players and assets that they have right now because that would be a major gain for Lakers. But. Here's yeah. me. I was like, you know what? Let's trade LeBron yeah. for Evan Mobley. Oh, man. Straight swap. I'd be, we'll, take, I'd be, we'll, we'll release the cap. If I'm being honest, I'd be happy to. Oh. I'd be happy to get Colin Sexton. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. At no, least, no, I want at least you're getting. No, no. Yo, Let's yeah. not downgrade. But <laughs> least, that's still not downgrading. It really isn't. Like, at least you're just getting some sort of asset. Like LeBron's now yeah. getting 27, like or well, 37, whatever he is. Like, it's just as much as he's still playing well, but. I still think that his style of gameplay is what's actually detrimental to the team. I don't think it's so much that the players... Like, Russ Westbrook cannot... He just cannot go from actually leading that Washington team last season to the playoffs in in the back half of that year. Like, he he brought them back from nowhere. He can't go from that Mm -hmm. kind of player over to the Lakers to, to then put up whatever crap he's putting up now. It's got to be... I'm not... Not taking any blame from Russ, 
but it's also got to be something to do with the Lakers team and the game style that they're playing because it just can't so be. He just Antonio can't, he can't Daniels. Go, he can't just fall off a cliff like that. No way. No. Nah. So in te- in Antonio Daniels, who played in the NBA, pretty much said this, right? He put it on um, on his on the NBA app or something. He was caught commenting. The trade would never work in a hundred years. One, because the skill set that Lakers were reco- what needed was not what Westbrook has. No. So in reality, Westbrook needs the ball. He ain't getting the ball when he's at the Lakers yep. and at. Um, with the Lakers, with LeBron and AD. Yep. Westbrook is a ball-dominant point guard that needs to play on his terms and not someone else's. Yep. He's and a great talent, he's a great asset, but he's not the, what Lakers want. Lakers have made him... He, they brought him at a, at $2. Right now, he's worth $0.30. Cents. Yeah, pretty much. That's how much they degraded his value. Yeah, and the thing is with Russ, right? And and that's the thing. Everyone's saying like he's got a... And same as Ben Simmons, right? And... Oh, this is this is my point, and I've been thinking about it lately as well, and it's been doing my head in because, right, so DeMar DeRozan is the perfect example of a player that does not shoot threes. He doesn't need to. He still opens yeah. up the floor for, for his team. He still does everything that he needs to do for his team. His team still loves playing with him. He's still a great teammate. Okay, Russ and Ben Simmons are the exact same style. They don't need to shoot threes. They can still spread the floor by opening it up because they drive to the basket. It still opens up yep. lanes. It still opens up people cutting. It still opens up any movement around the perimeter. They actually probably have more room because there's not five players sitting around the three-point line like some other teams do, right? And that's the that's the difference. And you, you, nailed, you nailed it when you said the Lakers completely chose the wrong player because... It's forcing Russell Westbrook to have to try and shoot threes because no one else can shoot him on the team. So if you have mm-hmm. if you have Russ controlling the ball and you have shooters around him, he's going to be a much better player, which he's had in his other sh- in his other teams, and he's had he even had it at Washington. As much as they weren't that great, he still had Beal and those guys that he could kick out to, and they could move along the perimeter yep. and nail shots. Like. Yep. Uh, I really hate how much Russ has copped all the blame, as much as he hasn't done himself any favours, but he's also in just the complete wrong team and the wrong system. He is. He really is. And the worst thing is, when you're at the Lakers, you're under the microscope all the bloody time. Yeah. So everything he does is magnified by a thousand. But let's, the, let's get the off the Lakers. The other thing that really annoys let's me... Let's get off the Lakers. No, I just... One more, one, one more point. Yeah. I just really, really, really happy that Lakers owner, Jeannie Bass, has told LeBron, no, you cause the mess, make it work. Yep. It's on you. Because LeBron was the, was the forcing was forcing this Westbrook trade, which mm-hmm. we could have Buddy Hield, and look what he's doing at the Pacers right now. Yep. Once he gets a get red hot crack at it, like, and we could have kept KCP. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, and, and we'll, you and we'll you probably could have got or... you probably could have got a, another asset if Kuzma still wanted out. So you would have also had that. Well, trade Kuzma value. would have been in the trade. So the Kuzma would have been in the oh, trade for, the, for, for Buddy um, Hield. Buddy Hield with yep. Haral. And we would have had enough cap to keep KCP and Caruso. Yeah, well, there you go. God, did we suck yeah, at that. Well, yeah, exactly. That's that's what I mean. I, I was trying to think, like, who was in the Westbrook trade. That, that's what, like, you still had more assets to either trade or 
Like and then there's yeah. Kuzma, That, yeah. and Haral for yeah. Buddy Hield and what our draft pick that we sent with the Westbrook pick. Yeah, with the Westbrook trade. Like, pfft. anyway, we'll have a yeah. quick break and um, we'll get back to it in a sec. Sounds good. All right, so Ash, the AFL will be returning in the next couple of weeks. Tomorrow is the first practice game, so I just want to get into um, the season previews just quickly. See. Where we think some teams are realistically going to finish, there's always going to be sliders and and um, and uh, teams that rise above our predictions. But um, also, I want to have some player watchers. Not so much the young players, but a player that could have a breakthrough season for themselves. But yeah, I'm just excited to get straight into it, Ash. And um, we can start off with the Adelaide Footy Club. Um, what do you reckon is going to happen okay. for them this season? What do you predict and et cetera, et cetera? Uh, so my prediction, I think they're going to finish 18th. As much as they still had a very poor, uh, very poor year um, last season, uh, they also had they also had a few players like Tex Walker and that just have like complete out of the blue seasons where he probably shouldn't have played that well or kicked that many goals, especially in the first half of the season. It was yeah. very strange. Um, they've got a lot of young talent, but I just don't think they're there yet. Um, they're still still yeah. not there. I I do think they could very well finish higher than that but um i've got it for a pass mark for them i've got in the top 14 so if they if they can get yep. um in the top 14 that they should be pretty happy for this season um and yep. and my play to watch is someone that's sort of um been a bit injured and um, i wouldn't say he's an up-and-comer or anything like that but uh rory sloan um i think he yep. he's had a couple of pretty down seasons with injury plague seasons and all that sort of stuff and and but before he had those injury plague seasons he was all Australian so um, I'm tipping him to get back to where he was and and that's probably the one thing that could get them um, get them out of that bottom section basically if he if he has a um, standout season again see I don't actually um, disagree with you that much but I I'm going to push back on the 18th position I still think they're better than the two teams that I've got in mind for um, the bottom two, and just with their experienced players, like if Laird stays healthy, and Tex Walker stays healthy, and Sloan stays healthy, and their um, keys is being unbelievable for them in the engine yep. room, and they've got a nice um, young forward, looks very lively, and um, uh, nah, it, it, he just got Rough drafted Silfold. this year. Uh, oh, no, no, that was last one. year. New yeah, okay. new one. Um, uh, Ra- Rackle or Ray, it's like Rachel, but it's not Rachel. Yeah, I can't remember his name. <laughs> no, yeah, small forward looked got comparison to Toby Green, and he looked damaging in the practice game that they got smacked by yep. against Brisbane. But um, that leads me to my next team in Brisbane. Yeah, Ash, please tell me with your player to watch, and I'm going to jump the gun a bit here. You've got Cameron. Of Rainer, course I do. Because he looks scary. Well, he looks he, scary. In all honesty, and that's what I, I think I said a, a few uh, a few weeks ago when we were talking about the AFL a little bit of um, when I was when I was sort of talking about Brisbane and um, a lot of people like, I've tipped them to finish top of the ladder and go a long way in the finals um, because a lot of people are forgetting that they technically had half of their starting forward line out in the finals. They had Cam McStay yep. out, Cam Rayner out, and Eric Hipwood out in the finals. Yep. Right. Thank you. And people you. keep forgetting that. And I've got a pass mark for them, top two, and they should be finishing first on the ladder for me. 
and yeah. they realistically, as much as they got belted in that last the in the last game that they played, I think it was against Melbourne, wasn't it? Um, like if you nah, think they uh, lost to the dogs, no, to the dogs sorry, point. other way around. Um, so they like they realistically should have gone a lot a long way in the finals, and if you have half of your forward line out and you still go that well against the dogs. Uh, I think you you were going to go a fair way into the finals if you the had thing your full is team. That I don't see it as finals blues for them. I don't see that. Like if you look at every single game they played in those seven or eight finals that they played in. So if you go in their first year, they play go up in two thousand nineteen. They go up against Richmond, get absolutely demolished at home. They were a young side. That was their first home game. Then they had to double up on that and versus GWS, who was. Somehow flying just pulling miracle wins. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wouldn't say flying. I just think miracle wins and how they did it, they did it really dirty. They had dirty wins in terms of they were grit grinding, flooding that back line, playing really tight on um, not letting other teams scoring. So they learned from that. The next year, they belt Richmond in the first final and then they get the home final and then Geelong, with their experience, toughed it out and just destroyed them in, that, yep. in the 2020. Yep. Then... And, in the 2021, they were for me. They were the high team. I thought that was going to win the flag at halfway through the season, and then Hipwood goes down. Yep. If Hipwood didn't go down, Danaher gets unleashed. Chance. Yeah, there was still a big chance. Yeah, that Danaher gets, and then you lose McStay, like you said. Um, they lost their back backman against Melbourne as well early in their first final, which, yep. which they lost in, and they lost Cam Rainer before the season started. So. And then, obviously, they lost in that miracle game with the Dogs. Like, it was just a very, very good game. Yeah. But that, that those losses, I reckon, are going to help them learn and get better. And I'm actually agreeing with you. Top of the ladder, I reckon they'll win the flag. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty big on them. Yeah, uh, um, I agree. All right, on to Carlton. So, my player to watch um, is Charlie Kerno. And... Yep. I, I was actually tossing between two here um, with Paddy Cripps and Charlie Kerno, And obviously, I'm yep. just going to say Paddy Cripps is, I think he's back this season. And I think him and Sam Walsh are going to make an insane duo, um, finally. And uh, the mm-hmm. other one, so, but he's not going to be my player to watch. Um, my player to watch is Charlie Kerno, just purely because I, if he can get back, he's going to ma- be a massive thrust to their chance of making finals finally. And, and doing some some damage um, because if he gets going and he plays to his potential he's he is a star as we all know so um, that could be massive for them um, so I'm saying their pass yep. mark is top eight and uh, they yep. but I've got them predicted at 10 because I don't know if Charlie Kerno can do that and if he doesn't fire it leaves Mackay one out in the forward line and then um, teams are just going to be able to um, kill him and the other one yep. is they've got a massive loss in and i still can't believe they got rid of gibbons still can't believe it yeah no that's that that was very 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 questionable um and how they what they talked about really made no sense but i actually my player that i think well, i've got a few for carlton just because they need a lot to go well, uh, they all need no a lot of their players need to lift yeah, there is one. Other I, big, I was going to go one. with if you if you go Sam Walsh. So no, that's no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I was thinking Weedering. If Weedering becomes the best backman in the in the league, I think 
Um, so he he kind of already was them. the the ne- the other the other big thing for well there's actually two really the other two big pickups in Chera and Hewitt because if those Chera. two they're both yeah. they're both ready made for Carlton so they're they're coming in with um, already a few seasons under their belt uh, we know what they can do they're very good midfielders they're going to get more midfield time than they were already getting. Um, so they're going to have a lot more fluency in the midfield. So if they can put together, they the can best make thing a, about Hewitt, can he make can hit the scoreboard. Yeah, and they can make a serious um, impact in that midfield with Sam Walsh. Like their midfield starting to look really good if they can get Chera, um, yep. Hewitt, Sam Walsh, and Paddy Cripps as their main four guys with, and then with Kerno as their Fisher fifth. as well. Yeah, uh, I'd say if Kerno as their fifth. Fisher is more of a half yep. forward. Is that half forward role you want to play because he hits the scoreboard hard? Yeah, um, well, uh, they all that, but if they can all stay healthy, that's the key thing. Carlton have been riddled, riddled with injuries. It hurts me to say it. I just really yeah. don't hope they'll be successful. Yeah. Being a massive Cop Pies fan, but it's hard not to like this list. This list is built beautifully, and I think Voss is going to unlock it a bit. Yeah. All right, and what, what was your ladder prediction? Uh, tenth, tenth, got a tenth. tenth. But yeah. what's the pass mark? Pass, the pass mark, mark they have to make be finals? top eight. Yeah. Yeah, which they're, right, they, the are, they are Let's a good get... chance. So they could be one that throws throw my um, selection out. Um, there's a lot of teams that could compete yeah. for that final. Oh, there's spot. A, there's but, a lot that we'll I've go got in them. here that should be making top top eight to top six, basically. Yeah. Um, for a and that, that's what's yeah. yeah, and that's what's really good about this season coming up. Um, but Collingwood, I've got. Yep. Um, once again, I was tossing between two. I'll give my one that I'm not going to go with, and that's Mason Cox. If if <sighs> I so and. I told you I had a bit of a pick that wasn't. I don't know if you were going to agree with, but my pick for it is Mason Cox because if we change our game style, which we are, we should with a new coach, and we play a much faster brand of footy, and we can get Mason be Cox moving, and start instead of just kicking it on his head, I tell you what, Mason Cox is going to be an unstoppable body force because the game, yep. the prelim, <laughs> I don't disagree, mate. So the prelim final that we versus Richmond and that. That game, I don't know what happened to Collingwood. Um, I think it was 2018. I think it was that 18, one yeah. Yeah, where Cox yeah. just destroyed them, right? Yeah. We played a fast brand of footy that day. And I don't know why, yeah. and I don't know why we went away from that, but we played a seriously fast brand of footy and, and got the ball to him quickly, and he had a chance to lead and jump at the footy instead of trying to wrestle with someone. Right. Yep. So, and then fast forward two years later down the track when we play West Coast at West Coast in that elimination final, yep. we were eighth and now fifth. We moved the ball so bloody yeah. quick. Mason Cox got one on ones the whole time. So yep. I'm in agreement, mate. I've been preaching this for five years yeah. that if we're going to use Mason Cox, we've got to use the ball faster to let him have one on ones because no one's spawning the ball. Yeah, There's no, no one can get up chance that high. of someone edging him. Yeah. No. So, yeah. What well, um, was your other player? Okay, so my, my actual player to watch um, is Trent Bianco. And I love this kid. Ooh. Yeah, I actually love this kid. He is I think, so yeah, um, he is so yeah. bloody clean around the footy, and and I think he's going to be our new half forward role because he's so clean around the footy. I think he's going to get up, run run around the contest. He's going to be that outlet player and delivering into our forward line. And I think he's going to be a yep. massive, a massive up and comer this season, and could very well um, be aiming for at least five score assists per game. Um, he's going to be, he's gonna be massive for us. 
Yeah, I'm not, I like the Bianco, but there's two players I thought that you would have said before him because I like Bianco. Yep. My other play, the other one that I have is Johnny Noble. Mm-hmm. He's actually getting put to the halfback wing role. He's coming up like he was, he he was already in that in sort of role. To, not the wing. That now he's fully in the wing, running with Dacos, do, pushing up forward. Like he was, he was getting involved. And in the intra club yep. game that they played, and then the, the game that they played in Morwell against Hawthorne, the other player that I had was Jamie Elliott. I think it, he looks fitter than any other year. He had a bloody good year last year, bloody yep. good year till he got. Um, even after his injury, when he came back, he was awesome. Yep. He looks firing. And the thing, you know, obviously I'm a Collingwood fan here when I say this, but his game is so much better when he's putting the pressure on and getting reward rewarded by a midfield by kicking it to him where he needs to. Correct. Instead of kicking it on his head Another player where he's running to. benefit from a faster game style. So Yeah, um, and well, it, it proven when he kicked five goals in two quarters. Yeah. Correct. Against Hawthorne, like, he, and the thing was, he was causing the turnovers, and he was that fit that he and he played predominant midfield as well, so he was causing the turnovers in the midfield and running hard forward and getting the kick over the top. Like, I haven't seen that from him, and I can't wait to see more of it this season. Yeah. So that was my thing. Um, sorry, ladder predictions. Um, what's pass mark? Yeah. What? So I think their pass mark is still as much as they've got a few changes going on. I still think they're a team that should be aiming for top eight. I don't know if yep. they can get there, but I'm picking them to be thirteenth. Um, I know it's yep. a big drop off from the eight, but there's a lot of teams no, around that it's spot. It's very tight. It's very tight for that yep. top eight, but their pass mark should still be aiming for top eight. Not. It's not realistically yep. a rebuild year, as some people might think, I think. Um, on to Essendon. So you're saying... Oh, sorry. Yep. You're, uh, sorry, I'll quickly with the pies, with the pass mark. What happens if they they finish, say, 14th, but they lose, say... They, they're, out of, they're out of the eight by three games, but five games, they'll, they'll, they could have won them. No. Is that still a pass mark no. for them? Or is that no. just a fail because they should have won those yeah. games? Yeah. That, it, it is, All right, so it, those it five games that they lost, thing. let's just say they play. It is yep. an experience thing that is going to come under question for them, but I still think they should be with... They still have enough experienced players that are going to be in the team that have played. Uh, we've still got a few players that are going to be from the 2018 grand final. There's still going to be... Yep. Like, I think it's still going to be five to ten players in there that played there. So you've got enough experience there. And then with a few, a fair few up-and-coming young guys that have played well, you've got a, um, what, number two, tech, probably the, at least the first or second best player out of the draft as well in your team. Um, in Dacos. Yeah, in Dacos. So, you know, you've got, you've got all this stuff still going for you. And if you can get the game style right and, and get it right quickly, um, they should still be a fair chance to at least make some sort of push for the top eight. Yep. Um, Essendon? Essendon. Um, my player to watch, um, big guy down forward, Harrison Jones. Okay. Um, yeah, so... Oh, all right. He, okay. He looked... He actually looked terrific last year. I think... I don't think... I think he played 16 games, kicked 20 goals for the season, right? As a... Um, for his first season in the, in the AFL. And... He actually looked really, really good. I still, I don't, I'm not a big believer on Essendon. I think they had a bit of a fluke year last season. 
Um, I don't think they're yep. as good as probably what everyone's tipping them to be. Um, so I've actually predicted them to be 11th. Um, and uh, But their pass mark, once again, is top eight. They should be. They yeah, well, should still you be can't in the go top into eight, a yeah. finals. Yeah, you can't go into finals where you nearly won it against the dogs and not make it the next year. I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with any of that. I'm not going to lay any claims to Essendon. I think maybe I I actually think a bit more on the side of. I think last year was just a, a benefit year, of an easy fixture. Now they get a harder fixture, and we'll see where they're at. Well, yeah. honestly, and. It took injuries for them to find a player like Darcy Parrish in their yeah, site, which correct. they already had. Correct. So, like, you can't you can't call that a stroking a stro- stroke of coaching genius when he was already there and you had to move magnets because yeah, he got hit by injuries. You yeah. weren't ha- you didn't have him there. You, you weren't picturing there for there. So that's my my two cents on the Dons. Uh, Frio, and I'm, I'm actually really interested to see what you say yeah. with this because. I'm big on Freo this year. So am I, and you'll hear why. <laughs> um, okay, so my, I'll start with my player to watch, and my player to watch is Jordan Clark. Um, oh. If if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, I could have also said Nat Five, and I'm predicting him to be back yeah. in Brownlow <laughs> Medal form. I'm actually <laughs> predicting him. There's actually two players on my list that I'm predicting to be back in Brownlow Medal form for the season, which is going to make the season... Yep. Um, Incredibly, incredibly um, close with the Brownlow medal run as well. Um, yeah. And so I'm going, so Jordan Clark, um, and I just think from Geelong, I really think he had a lot of attributes and he should have been probably playing in the team. Um, he, he could have provided some speed that they were lacking, some breakaway run and everything like that. And I think I think he's going to benefit from the fast play at Frio. Frio. They, they play really hard on defense, but they also attack really fast and really try and get you on transition. And I think he's going to yep. really benefit from that. And he's going to have a lot of guys around him that are going to be doing the same sort of stuff as him. So he's going to be he's going to have guys running with him because he does sometimes get a bit panicky when he's out on his own and, um, and dealing with the pressure by himself. But if he's got guys there yep. and he's got outlet outlet players he's gonna he's gonna benefit from that um so here's yeah, so here's the, the two players yeah sorry go yeah sorry. the two players that i was looking at was michael fredericks i love how like yep. you're just saying the pressure yeah, yeah, he's, that yeah. he gives off he's a he's an x factor he's a spark he's an engine he, he can go and the other one i've actually got if they stay healthy this is only he benefits from other players being healthy with Lob being healthy and yep. um, a few others, I think Tabernar is due for a big, big one. Yeah, so because he, he, it, had a mass, he had a very good season last season, so that's why... He had a good why. season, but and Rory Lob, Rory Lob was not healthy, so he had to play as a key forward. Now, Rory Lob play, gets a healthy season in him, right? So he automatically gets the number one defender. Then Matt Tabernar comes along... He, he has a bit of a slow start. And they just drafted Jai Amos, who's a key forward. Imagine he gets off the range straight away. Then he becomes the third key forward. The best yeah, forwards no, Tabernet, in the league are Tabernet usually is, the one. is their number one forward, and, and he will get the best defender. And that's what he had last season. Rory Lobb will get the so second. So you think he's better than Rory Lobb? Yeah, he, all, all, in the last two or three seasons? Yes, 100%. Uh, Rory Lobb may well take that if he starts getting back to his original form. He may may well take that, but Tabernal will always. I'll get still the number put my one better defender two. on 
on nah, Rory Lobb. Nah, Rory Lobb plays a lot higher. Tabernacle plays out of the 50, so they're going to have like a weedering or someone like that is going to go to Tabernacle. Yeah. yeah um, but yeah. Uh, for my for my prediction and my pass mark, Frio have to be top six. And yeah, um, I've, got, that. I've yep. got them predicted in the fourth place. I think they're going to be fourth. I actually had... I, th- I said pass mark would be top six, but I actually had them at eighth. I think they just sneak in. because, Yeah, I, I think they could potentially climb the ladder. I'm not saying they can't, but an eighth spot, I think, is the realistic uh, way to go about I it. Really, I really think that their forward line may well fire. I think I think they're at, I think they're in a position now where um, I think everyone's gone. Nah, it's time where we're we're going we're going off this season. They if they can get their backline healthy and and actually get um, Pearson, yeah, Luke Pearson, Ryan, uh, Luke Wilson. Ryan, and that to all all gel and yep. and get on the stay on the field together. Um, they'll be massive in in defense. Uh, like I said, I think Fife is going to be back to his Brownlow medal form and he's going to play a lot of midfield minutes and that's where he should be and he should just rest forward uh, and probably play at least 80-20, uh, worst case 70-30, re- yeah, rather than I've probably the up, other way around. He's playing, yeah, I read that it's going to be the other way around. He'll pinch hit no, in he, the midfield he, and play predominant. If they, if they want to play big-time finals, he has to play midfield. You cannot... As much yeah. as they need somebody probably forward, but that's where Lob needs to stand up. Um, if if they want to play finals, he has to be dominating in the midfield. As much as I love Sarong, I love Brayshaw, I love all those guys, um, but he has to play midfield. He's your best midfielder. No, he, I don't. He disagree. has to play midfield. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so on. To he's the best player. He's the best player in that team. So he has to play midfield. Correct. He's one of the best midfielders in the game. So well, he, he has is. to play midfield. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And onto, onto my next one is Geelong. And my player to watch is my other one in Paddy Danger. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be back this season. I, I reckon he's worked a lot of um, his stuff out over the off-season to try and get himself back to where he should be. And if he does that, um, I've, got, I've got Geelong t- um, picked um, to come sixth. And I've got their, yep. I've got their pass mark. Um, to be top four because they should still be striving for that. Their pass marks should be that, but yep. I got them picked at six. But there's one thing that can get them into the top four is if Paddy Dangerfield is back at his best um, and playing more midfield minutes. Because if he can do that, like once again, same as Nat Five, he's your best midfielder. You've got to play him. You've got to work other people around. And I hate when people do this and I hate when coaches do this that they. They try and play... Try to protect them. Because, no, more so because they can play other positions and play it well. They move them away from where they're the most dangerous. And Paddy yep. Dangerfield and Nat Fife are the most dangerous in the midfield when they are destroying the other team in the midfield and they can't get the ball off them. If, yep. like, they're, they're, sometimes, sometimes they're a bit astray with their, their use, but when they're both forward, they're not good set-shot goal kickers. So there's... They're a little bit of a waste. They're better on the run. So rather than getting them leading up, they can take big marks, but they're not converting. So why waste them there? Yep. Make the use my, make, my two yeah, players for Geelong um, is uh, Brendan Parfit. I, c- I couldn't say his name for a second there. And <laughs> Menegola. I think I think those two are get a um, be big for them in in how they go about it in the next couple of 
um, for the next couple of months. I think it, you'll see some signs of Parfit playing predominant midfield, looking after those hammies, obviously, and Menegola actually not playing on the wing, playing on the ball, being strong-bodied over the ball to help the Salwood get through the year, help the danger field if he needs a break in the chop-out. Because I agree with you, I think danger is definitely going back to the midfield. And with all these reports saying that they're going to play a faster brand of footy, you have to have Dangerfield in that midfield because he's still yep. lightning quick for an old bloke. So, yeah. um, what, what's your pass mark? Uh, you said sixth. Yeah, yeah. No, so fourth no, pass sorry. mark is top four, and yeah, I've got him predicted at sixth. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Gold Coast. Gold I'm Coast. actually. Can I say the first player? Sorry. Go for it. I actually think Marbia Chol is the player to watch because if if he has to be the number one forward now with King going down. Yeah. You recruited true. him. He has to be the number one forward. Or the other player that I have is actually Matt Rowe because there's no more Hugh Greenwood at at Gold Coast. Yeah. Well, there, there's my pick. Um, my player to watch is Matt Rowe. I'm tipping yeah. him. Not even so much because of um, Hugh Greenwood. Um, he's just got uh, his other two seasons he's had um, injuries coming into the season. He's now had the preseason. He's now had. Um, he's now hopefully going to get into into round one un, under no injury clouds or anything like that. Um, I think he's yep. now what third season in. Um, he's had three seasons, three preseasons, all that sort of stuff of running and all that sort of that sort of jazz with the, in the weights room. I think he's. I think it's his time. I think it, he's going to bounce back to what we seen when he first came into the league, and I think he's ready yep. to dominate for them. And I, and I mean dominate for them. And won't, I wouldn't be surprised if they win the first three games again, and he's got three Brownlow votes in every game. Um, right, I'm just going to throw another name out. Lacocious is apparently moving from the back line to the forward line. Do mm-hmm. you think that move would be good for him or bad for him? Um, I think... Oh, I mean, I, I don't really know. I think he was really good at off the back, um, out of the back line. So I think so I, as I well. Think, yeah, I think it was. It's probably not a move they needed to make. I think they could have made some other changes that didn't involve that. To be honest, but uh, that's the first well, he I'm played, hearing of he it. He played. But. He's played forward in his juniors, and yeah. the thing, what the reason why they put him in the back line was to learn his craft from other forwards, so he could put it into his game going yeah. forward. I mean, it could this very well, it could very well work, well. but um, yeah, well, I just think he was really good out of the back line, so it'll be interesting to yep. see, but uh, there's probably 15 guys you could probably name at Gold Coast because they're a good up-and-coming team, and um, if they put it together, they could do a lot of things, and, and I've actually got them picked yep. at eighth, and um, their pass marks should be aiming for finals once again. Yeah, so Stewie Drew keeps his... Uh, yep. I think they um, I think it's um, the the I think it's the year that Gold Coast finally make the eight. Finally, oh, uh, look, I hope you're right. You yeah. know me, I yeah. love, but with King being missing the whole yeah. season, yeah. Uh, look, that, I uh, I probably predicted that. I've actually thought that from like pretty much last season. I thought Gold Coast were going to be the next team to make it into the eight. Um, yeah, but yeah, King obviously going down hurts that that prospect. But probably luckily, yep. they've uh, got a couple of backups. With I'm pretty sure they picked up Levi Casbolt in the off season um, and maybe Ochoa. So they've got a couple of guys that can kind of back that up a little bit, not to the same intent, but um, 
yeah, still still guys that can be there and, and give them something up forward. Yeah. Well, Jared Witts is back as well, so that helps them yeah, in the massive. department. That's, that's a massive guy back in. So, um, And yeah. yeah, if he has guys like Joel and Casbolt in the team to help him out, it's going to be... Um, he's yeah. probably going to have less load and who knows, he might even go forward and kick some goals. Yeah, um, well, the other underrated pick they had was Rory Atkins from Adelaide as well. That was the other yep. other good pick up they had. Anyway, yep, GWS. GWS. Um, so my player to watch is Toby Green. I think it's going to be a battle yeah, of him, him, a... him and Jamie Elliott um, will be the, the two best mid-sized forwards in the comp and I thought you could say it was the battle it will be the battle for him against himself if he can keep his well, yeah, closed yeah. honestly if he can stay on the field for a full 21 games or 23 games whatever the season is these 22. days um, 22 right if, if he can stay on the field I'm predicting that he will go very close to winning the Coleman medal and you I'll can, go one step further I reckon he'll be very close to winning at Brownlow if no, he stays no, he won't, he won't on the field with the Atkins but he'll he'll go very close to winning the Coleman medal because he'll he'll well, be who's averaging. Ta- who's taken? Oh, Jack, Josh take Kelly. Off him. If he's um, if he's Canelio gets back, but in. if he's kicking four goals and getting 15, 16 disposals a game, which he well and truly can for yes. let's just say ten games, that they're best on performances. That's thirty votes. Well, yeah, I mean you are right. He he very well could poll votes, but I just think. Majority of the time, if he's kicking four goals, Josh Kelly or someone has had thirty touches, thirty plus touches, and probably kicked a goal or two themselves. So, so you're yeah. I reckon if he's kicking four or five goals, getting fifteen, sixteen touches, I think that he wins the game off his boot as yeah, well. But you know, usually. you know, you and know what the Brownlow Medal is these days, and they they go off who's pretty much got the most possessions. Um, to and yeah. then if they've kicked a goal or two, usually they get it over a guy that's kicked five goals. I mean, yeah. there's I think Tex kicked seven goals last season and probably got the two votes because somebody had thirty touches. No, nah, he got the. I he, think he got uh, the three. He, but, he got the. But yeah, he got the three. Yeah, I, I know there was games where guys did kick five goals or around that mark and probably had fifteen to twenty touches and still didn't get it because somebody had thirty-five. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So what's their pass mark? Uh, GWS. Pass mark once again, top eight, um, and yep. uh, but I've got them predicted at ninth. Um, oh, yeah. So oh, okay. So you're purely, telling me purely your... okay. Purely, let me answer first. Purely because I still don't think that Toby Green can stay on the field. <laughs> so, like I said, he's the player to watch, and that their pass mark should be top eight, and they should go well and truly into the top eight if Toby Green stays on the field, but. I'm not confident he can stay on the field, hence why they are at ninth. And they've got a okay, lot of so they've got a lot that, of things going on, like where they've they've got rid of Finlayson, so they're changing their forward line yeah, again. They've got Canelio. Not that I like Finlayson, I think I don't think he's very good. But um, they've also got Canelio has to somehow get back into his rhythm and and get back to playing some good footy. Um, Josh Kelly needs to stay on the park. Their Ruckman, um, now Mumford's gone, so it's purely going to be on Bruce. on Bruce and stuff. Bruce. Um, so there's a big big if there as well. Phil Davis is getting very old and sometimes looks really slow in the back line. Brilliant. So um, I'm not sure how their back line's going to hold up either. So they've got a few yeah. they've got a few kinks in the in the system. So um, just depends on if they work them all out. Um, but yeah, yep. so see how they go. 
Um, okay. Hawthorne? Yep, Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Um, my player to watch is Will Day. Um, okay. The other the other player I could say is um, Sicily. Um, he would be my player to watch because he very well might be, whether they play in back line or forward line, he will still be a, a force to be reckoned with wherever he plays. Yep. Um, once again, just a matter of staying on the park. But my player to watch is Will Day. I think he's... I think he's actually a terrific player. I think he he has the composure, he has the skills, he has um, running ability and everything like that as well. And yep. I think he can really create. And if they play him off the half back, I think um, I think he could be a real force for Hawthorne. Uh, I don't think they have too much else going for them. I think the uh, new coach, all that sort of stuff. Um, I, I just don't know how it's going to work. So I think they're going to be a bottom tier side. Um, while Sam Mitchell is figuring his stuff out and they're trying to um, rejig their team. I think there's a whole whole lot of work to be done still with that team. Yep. Um, so my pass mark is not getting the wooden spoon and I'm, <laughs> I'm picking them to be 16th. I actually got them at 17th. Yep. And I said the same thing, don't finish last. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. My, um, my player to watch is Max Lynch. Yeah, I think if he can hold the number one spot, Ruckman. He's not going. I think to. Uh, Ben McAvoy could... will be their number one Ruckman. He's their captain. Yeah. So he has. Well, to he play, was playing he, he back play, again. He has to play forward or somehow find a different role. So yeah, and he was playing enough back again. Yeah, yeah, but that's it's a practice match, so they'll be trying to give Max Lynch a chance and um, see what he can do. Well, Max Lynch played the last three quarters, not the yep. first three. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, yeah, so we'll we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I I, I don't see them moving McAvoy out of the ruck. Um, yeah, Melbourne, Melbourne. Um, my player to watch. This was hard because a lot of them had pretty much breakout seasons and and really good seasons last year. So it's hard to find a, a player to watch. But um, so I've got um, I wouldn't. So I've got one thing that's not really a player to watch, but a positional switch and what they're going to do with this play, um, spot to watch and that's the full back position mm-hmm. Harrison Petty played yes. super, no, no so this is my thing he played very very well last season and dominated that position and played it very well because he had Stephen May and Jake Lever but the guy that was originally in that position and playing super before he got injured is Adam Tomlinson who's a forgotten man yes. at Melbourne right and he yeah he, what are they going to do there? Because Harrison Petty, I mean, realistically, can't really play a different position. Stephen May is going to be picked over Tomlinson. Jake Lever is going to be picked over Tomlinson. It's going to be literally a battle for the fullback position for those two guys, and whoever does get it is going to be fighting their ass off um, to keep that spot unless unless they decide to try Tomlinson somewhere else to get him into the team also. But I don't see that happening either, unless they play him on the wing or something. Um, <clears throat> it pays up de- depth, doesn't it? Yep. But, okay, so that was that. But my actual player to watch is Kaiseya Pickett. And I think um, he okay, is cool. going to a complete... He's going to go to it as much as he was good last season. If he goes to, to another an level, which who knows, he very well might with a with a preseason under his belt now, um, could be could be ridiculously crazy to match up on. 
he already was last yep. season and and he might be he might be the toughest forward to match up on in the league and that's what he can possibly well, do. Well, I don't know. Liam Ryan's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Liam but Ryan's I, very, very good, and so is Toby Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree, but but they're not. One so Liam Ryan ones. is, but the speed, the um, the stuff that Pickett can do, like it's just ridiculous. So he may well, he may well, if he goes goes to another level. Good luck, everyone else. It might be basically like that um, Charlie Cameron year. Uh, three seasons ago where he was just unstoppable. Oh, yeah. Just unstoppable. The motorbike, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I agree with every bit of the Melbourne piece. Yep. And I've got... Adam Thomason was my thing, yeah. Yeah. So, um, win-win. Obviously, yeah. first and first. Um, nah, so I've got, obviously, top two, pass mark, and um, I've got them picked at number two. I've got Brisbane at one, remember? Yeah. i got top four and um, make top the four. group final. Top four. Well, they've won the flag. So, how many teams have you seen win a flag and go... Like, we haven't seen a back-to-back except for Hawthorne and Richmond. They just have to make the top four. They just need that second chance. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so you are right. Give them a second I think chance. That, I still think yeah. they're past mark. They should be top two. Uh, it's like, not like they won't win it, get a home final because they win. If they, Wherever they play, they'll get a home final anyway. If they play a Victorian side, they get to still have... 80, 90,000 at the G for a final. So, yeah, correct. Um, I, I think Melbourne's just get your double chance. We know how to win now. They've got that champion mentality now and have that swagger. North Melbourne. So we go North from the Melbourne. best team to the worst team Yep, from last year. Um, and so I've got North. Um, so my player to watch, yep. um, I've just got one, and it's last year's draft, number one draft pick in Jason Horn, Horn Francis. Francis. Um, and I think he's got to be a player to watch because who knows what that kid can do. Um, they've obviously doubled down, tripled down, and just said, no, we are not trading this guy, like trading this pick, blah, blah, yep. blah, um, that whole thing from the draft. So he's got to be a player to watch. And if he can somehow produce, um, they've got a, a lot of young talent at North. Um, they're just, none, no one's ready basically yet. So it's just a matter of seeing what happens. Uh, but who knows what this kid can produce. Um, my pass mark is once again aiming to not get the wooden spoon, um, yep. and and I've actually got them picked at fifteen. They've 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 got they've had oh. games and they've got um, some like we seen it uh, last year. They could they can produce some really good football North. Um, as much as I don't like North as a as a team, but <laughs> I I can I can as a club as I, a club. Yeah, so I can respect <laughs> that the players that they have. Um, and some of the guys they have, like Zerha, um, Larky up forward, um, a massive out is going to be Robbie Tarrant, um, which is going to be yes, a huge, huge. Role, huge, huge um, void to fill. Um, but, yeah, they've they've got some other things like in their midfield that they've got a lot to work with. So, um, yeah, they've got, some, they've got some upside, and I, I think they can have a few really good games where they can, they can produce something and, and get some wins on the board. Yeah, um, in agreement with all that, except for I've got them picked at 18. So, yep. um, Port Adelaide, can I just put in the first player, you better say, Butters or Rosie, seeing as they're now being inserted into the midfield? Yep, so, um, yep, Zach Butters is my man, um, and he's my player yep. to watch, and um, he's a little bit... Um, 
uh, what's it called, disrespected as a player. Um, I think yeah. he is a young guy. I think everyone has so focused on Sam Walsh. He had a, he had he had a bit of an injury riddled season last season. Um, he obviously was a bit overshadowed by Ollie Wines and and obviously Travis spoke as well. But Zach yeah. Butters, Zach Butters is an absolute super. He's he, he's going to be a superstar one day and. Um, I think he already is at the star stage. I think he's very close to breaking through. Yeah, I think he's just under the star status at the moment. I think he's a very good player. He's already proven he's a very good player, but I think he's he might well take that next step to that star status this season. Um, and yeah, I think I actually think he's he's a dominant player. He he, he hits the scoreboard as well. So I'll, I'll actually love Zach Butters. I actually love the Port yep. Adelaide team, to be honest. Um, but they, I just don't like the, Port Adelaide. The one thing, the one thing that they are uh, really need to really need to do is is get some help for Charlie Dixon because if he just gets triple teamed again this season, um, they're they're no hope. Well, let, let, let's be honest. They got Finn Lakeson for nothing. Yep. And I know where you stand with Finn Lakeson. I agree. But the the guy can kick goals. Yep. Unlike Todd Marshall, Todd Marshall struggled to kick goals. So now you've got Dixon, you've got Finlayson up forward. Who's the other third tall? That's George, to play oh, for well, George Yardis is there, and he could have a massive season. He's probably my other one. That is he? Is he? Is he a key key forward, or no, is he no, an he, athletic forward? He's a very athletic forward, but he's if if I'm yeah. being honest, he's probably my second guy on the player to watch because the things that he can do up forward once again is insane. And if he if he has a breakout year. Um, Charlie Dixon might well have a Coleman medal um, around his neck as well because everyone will be like, they can't triple team Dixon then because they'll be they'll yeah. be too worried about George Yardis or or even Finn Lason just kicking his goal or two so they're gonna have yeah. other avenues. I'm still I'm not big on Charlie Dixon. I, I really not. I'll I'll be forthcoming and say that I think he's re- he's talented and he's a big key post, but he. I think with how the game's been played, you need to be able to do a lot more than what you give. No, nah, like, so um, I, I don't think you've watched enough Port Adelaide games, mate, because in all honesty, he literally gets triple teamed and still they don't win the contest. Like, so if, yeah, if he well, has... Yeah, well, that, that's fine. That's, that's fine, because they but have no you're still else. only as good as what you've been doing. No, no, Travis Cloak still did that. No, no. Trav no. Cloak got triple teamed all the time and no, he's still being not, able to kick goals, win a flag. No, so like you've got to be able to adapt to your scenarios. So th- that if he's getting triple team, that's on the midfield, and yeah, that's what happened. It, it is, but the no, the, the other thing was they had no other forwards to go to. They just knew that everyone knew Charlie Dixon was the, the he was the target. So they they could yeah, they but could peel if off. If that's the case, go, that's the case. Yeah, yeah it, but it was if, also it was a personality issue. It wasn't Dixon's fault though. That's what I'm saying. It's not Dixon. It was a personnel issue, which I think they may have rectified that end with. Um, with George Marshall's and, put on weight as well. Yeah, and with with guys coming like having another preseason and and um, everything under their belt, like George Yardis and and Marshall and and those sorts of guys, they're going to Charlie Dixon is going to be the beneficiary of those those sorts of things because yep. the, the defenders then can't peel off to Dixon and triple team him. As, even if it's a double team, I'm backing him into pretty much win it. So, um, yep. but yeah. So, he is a big beast, but I, I like I say you've got to be able to to be like he's mobile, but be 
be able to have other layers to your game instead of just to being a big key target. That's so, why Travis Cloak so he... got bounced. That's what got John Brown in the end was still mobile enough to plow through. If he's going to be, he has to kick 80 goals for them to win the flag. And I, I mean for the whole season, not not yep. just the regular season through the to the through the finals and stuff. And he's got to take at least six, seven grabs a game. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm not saying like contested marks, just six or seven. Gets his hands on it quick early. Gets some confidence in marking the ball, beating his defender up the field. Then go on and and if he kicks one or two goals a game, that's that like in terms of yeah. uh, um, early in the game. But by then he's already blown up one defender. He's got to blow up his second defender yeah. anyway because he's going to out muscle him and stuff. And I can but tell you, the, right, it goes I can tell you right now. I can tell you right now that he has, if he has help in the forward line, he will do that. And um, yeah, so I, I'd say yeah, I'd say if Georgiades has the year I'm I'm thinking he's going to have along with Zach Butters, yeah, I think Dixon is going to get off the chain as well. So. Um, yep. Port Adelaide are going to be a force to reckon with. Um, sorry, just quickly on Port, my oh yeah, uh, my prediction prediction is going to be fifth. I think they're going to finish fifth. Oh, um, and I've got them second, but their pass mark is top four. I, I the yeah, I've got well because I've got Brisbane and Melbourne to come top two. Um, I've got Frio to probably sneak in over them because I just think they're going to be. I don't know, they're going to have some sort of weird thing. Um, and um, you haven't heard my third yet, which you, you know who it is, though. So, um, yeah. But yeah, pass mark is top four, and I've got them to finish fifth. And who knows? They, they could well, they should probably they have every chance to get into the top four as well. Um, Richmond, though. Yep. Richmond, my player to watch yep. is actually Robbie Tarrant. Um, and I, I can't believe how, under, how underrated this guy is. I, I've heard people going, oh, let's see how Robbie Tarrant goes. Mate, he's... He's the best defender that Richmond's had in the last ten years, apart from oh, Alice Rance. Apart from oh, Alice Rance, no, oh, he, he, you're, you're shattering Dylan Grimes here. Like no, I know you don't like how he does it, but he's no, no, still no. effective. No, no, Dylan Grimes is a good defender. I'm not saying he's not a good defender, but Robbie Tarrant is a much better defender than Asprey. I think he's still a better defender than than Grimes. Like he can play on a bit of both. He can play on the big guys. He can play on the smallish guys as well. And he, he does a really good job. He's an excellent intercept marker. Um, I, I just I don't know why he's being so underrated as a pick. Like he's pretty much replacing Asprey and more. So he like Dylan Grimes is going to have it easier as well. So their their backline's going to be a whole lot better again this season because of that fact. So uh, I, I just who, do, who replaces a Basher Hooli role for him. Who goes back um, and replaces that? Got, that's what that's what is intriguing me. Who does who does the I think they've role? got a I think they've got a few young guys that could probably fill in that role. Or or they might try and um they might even try and run like get a Cochin? Nah, Cochin Cochin's not that sort of a player. Um they might get someone like a Shane Edwards, um, or a Kane Lambert to play that sort of role. Um, it, Actually, I think Kane Lambert. Yeah, I think you've nailed yeah, the head So I, I think yep. they might get one of those guys to come in and play that role. Um, the other guy they might even get to do that sort of a role is um, actually Daniel Rioli, because if he can, he he got some speed to burn. Um, yep. He's got. Yep. Um, he, the only the only issue with that, but Basha Hawley was never really a good defender either. Um, but. The only issue with that is I don't really trust Daniel Rioli if he's ever in a one-on-one situation down back. So that's only yeah. only probably knock on that. But yeah, I, I think Shane Edwards or or 
um, Kane Lambert might be the ones to go back and do that role. Okay, and then your your pass mark. Uh, pass mark. I've got top six. They should be they should be yep. aiming for top six, but I don't know. I, I just think they're going to be injury riddled. They've got a few too many old guys coming in um, and relying and still relying on those older guys. Um, and I think they're going to finish twelfth. Okay. Can I make the case for Richmond, even you, though you know you very how much this pains my tongue? Yep. You know this pains my tongue. Yep. Noel oh, Bolter oh, oh. comes back. Mm-hmm. You've got Tarrant. They've yep. got some good young defenders. Sorry, and he was the other through. one. I, I knew they had another good defender there, but yeah. So they got Noel Bolter, Robbie Tarrant, and Dylan Grimes as their three main defenders. That's yep. a, That's a good. Um, that's a good three. Much better than when. Ashford and then their was midfield. In there, sorry. Yeah, their midfield gets a lot healthier. Dusty returns. Cochin isn't as banged up as he usually is. Shane Edwards is back. You still have Kane Lambert running through. And then their forward line still has Lynch and Revolt. Um, where do we put Baker? We got McIntosh still. Like I, I still think the Tigers team at their best is still one of the best. I've actually got them at fifth because mm-hmm. I've got it, but it's a I've wrote five slash four, and my fourth team is four slash five. Like, like I said, either on, like I said, either I on the day it could mark, happen. Yeah, like I said, I think their pass mark is top six. They've also you're also forgetting um, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh. Please tell me it. What's his name? Oh, Shy Bolton. Yeah, Shay Bolton. Yeah, that's the one. Um, you're also forgetting yeah. him going through the midfield, and he's he's probably the the one thing that you can put your hopes on because he's a younger guy going through there. But that's where yep. I'm a little bit worried about sort of Rewalt, um, Trent Cochin, uh, Shane Edwards, all those guys getting through the season now. McIntosh is also yep. getting getting up in age as well. Um, Grimes is also getting up in age. So you know. They have every chance of um, getting some injuries. Um, yep. Who knows how Dusty's going to go? I know he's looking all right so far in the preseason and stuff, but um, you never know how he's going to go coming back after that with the, with the issues that he's obviously had and how much weight he lost and all that sort of stuff. But Dusty yep. Martin is a is a star of the competition, so let's yep. we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. But yeah. Yep. Saints, um, a guy that was a bit injury riddled as well, and we know how important he is to the Saints. Uh, but my player to watch is Rowan Marshall. If he can get back to um, twenty nineteen form, um, they they should be they should be making the finals. Uh, but but um, yeah, he's, it just depends on how they. Uh, there's a lot of players in their team, and um, after they just get rid of Dunstan as well, which I didn't really, I didn't like. I don't that understand move. that. I don't understand yeah. it, but uh, who knows what they're thinking. But uh, Roel Marshall is my player to watch because if he can dominate, they're, they're every chance of making the top eight. And with Jack Steele yep. as well in there, uh, playing how good that guy is. Um, yeah, I, just, I could see them get, doing some damage, but also they've got a lot of thing, a lot of, once again, a lot of kinks in their team that they need to really work out before, before the season. Um, but so my pass mark for them is the top eight, um, and yep. but I've got them predicted at fourteenth, and that's that's how close, oh. and that's how close it is. Pretty much, I'd say from the fifth position all the way to basically fourteen, 
I think. Yeah. Like I just think yep. pretty much you could you could somehow finish fifth if you play your cards right, or you could finish fourteenth or fifteenth. It'll be pretty close, yeah. And, I yeah. think I, I agree on that. Yep. Um, well, let's go straight. I'll, I'll tell you where I have Saints later in the evening, but we'll go straight to Swans right now. Um, play to watch. I've, I think it will be, has to be Isaac Heaney. Yep. Has to be. Yep, it is. It is. He's a freak. He, well, he already is a freak, but we haven't, we've only there seen was, him really was, play half forward or, or that sort of third fiddle up yeah. forward. Whereas if on that, was, just quickly, yeah, I just okay. saw a I saw a, um, a stat came out from their practice games, and it was about midfield time average mm-hmm. from um, yep. from last year to this year, and he only played two percent midfield time per game last year, and he was at eighty three percent on on yeah. this practice game. Yeah. So if that's something to go by, that's that will be wow. Moment, yeah. I think because yeah, the way the way I see it is if they've got Luke Parker, Isaac Heaney, and Josh Kennedy running through their midfield, right at like those guys, all three of them are pretty much like you just can't match up on them, like or like at least you can't match up on them with all three of your midfielders. You just can't. Yeah, they're too good overhead. They're too good running capacity. They're too good at winning the ball. Like you just can't. You can't go every which way with them. So they're they yeah. yeah they're just going to be a, a very good midfield again and with Tom Hickey um, after last season if he can somehow pull out what he did last season um, they're going to still be a force to be reckoned with um, if they can get their forward line firing as well with if Buddy Franklin can stay healthy um, if uh, forget his name but they've got a uh, young guy as well that was that's really really lucky. No, no, no. He's at North. Oh, um, McDonald, McDonald. Yeah, McDonald. Yeah, yep. McDonald. Logan yep. McDonald. Yeah. What was the What was the other What was the other lanky forward they have as well? No, it's, uh, it's definitely not Larky. Um, uh, um, it's scared to my yeah. head in now. No, I don't know. I've got, to, I've got to look it up. Yep. You can You can find that. Keep out. going. I'm going to look yep. this up. Yeah, yeah it's, no, that's it, fine. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like if if they can get him going through the midfield and then going forward and playing that same, once again, same role as Paddy Dangerfield, Nat Fife, playing that 80-20 forward mid combination, 70-30 at worst, uh, at best, sorry. Um, so you have a lot more midfield time in the game. When you go up forward, you, you feel like you're already in the game. And um, when those guys are hot and firing um, and they go forward, that's when they do the most damage. And that's where Dusty does his most damage when... He, he's had his hands on it. He's up and about through the midfield, and then he goes forward, and then good luck to good luck to the defenders trying to stop him. Um, but yeah, yeah. So the the the, the other four was Sam Reid. I was thinking of. No, no, no. The they've other, got a, they've one. got another one as well. I know. Yeah, I'm trying to. I thought I knew. I'm who just you were talking. Oh, about. Blakely. I'm thinking yes, of Blakely. Blakely. That's. But he's a backman. No, he's, he's not. backman. Sorry, no, he's not. He's a forward. He's a forward. Oh, on this, um, it says, yeah, on the yeah, AFL app, it says it's a defender. No. Go, go tell them they're wrong. <laughs> no, they are wrong. Because, and then, go tell them um, Tom McCartan went back and Blake was yeah. up forward. Yeah, it's a, he kicked 21 goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a forward. Don't worry. Don't worry about whatever they're saying. Um, pass mark for them is top six, and I've got them at up yep. seventh position. So they're around the, they're around the mark. You still won't be unhappy with that. Yeah, but um, I actually got them six. Yep. 
Yeah, let's go. Let's go straight to Eagles. I'm actually intrigued to see yep. what you say on this. Okay, so I'm gonna say the player to watch for me. Sorry to cut you off. Is Nick Natnui? I think he'll just have another. Career. I think he's just at the peak. Like this is the best year he's going to ever have. This will. He's already scratched the surface on what he can do. Mm-hmm. I think it's now. It's where he's gonna go bang. But the I I before the injuries happened last weekend. I had them at, wait for it, 15th. Yep. Uh, that was before the injuries. I've completely <laughs> crossed them off. I, I, have yep. no, I don't have no faith, especially with the whole darling not getting vaccinated situation as well. Yep. I'm not confident. Yep. Um, okay, so for me, I've got player to watch, and um, it's not so much I think he's going to have a breakout season. It's more... Uh, I'm actually curious just to see what kind of player, one, where they're going to play him and what kind of player he could possibly be. And that's Sam Petrescu Seaton from Carlton. Um, yep. I'm yep. curious. Good pick up. I'm just curious just to see what he can actually do. Um, and with with the injuries, who knows, he might get some midfield time and, and might be able to actually showcase what he came into the league um, wanting to provide um, for whatever team he ended up at. Um, he obviously was on the halfback flank in that for um, Carlton, but if he can maybe go up into a midfield role, he might be a completely different player. We might not, we might not have seen what he can actually do. So um, yep. he's my player to watch. Um, I think their pass mark is top 15, uh, top fourteen. Sorry, um, they've got to be above just the fourteenth, and I think that's a pass for them with what they're dealing with. Um, before I tell you what ladder position I've got him, now I'll just tell you um, I've got him. At, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've um I've got them at um 17th. I think they they're just gonna have a oh. they're, they're gonna have a really struggled year. Um, but, and that was that was I actually had that already before their injuries. But yep. um the one the other one that um I would like to say as my player to watch is um Elliot Yo. Yes. Um, because but the only thing is he just can't get himself his body right. So. If he can get his body right, he's, he's going to be a player to watch because he's an absolute star and he'll change their entire midfield if he can get back on the field. But um, he's just yep. struggling to do that at the moment. But we'll see how that goes as well. Yeah, all right. Last team, the Doggies. Last one's Dogs. Um, I'm going to have to say Jamara Yugo-Hagen because if he, can, if he can get up and about, um, and if he can play all season and get more and more experience, he obviously got it in back into the last of last season. But and he's got another preseason under his belt. He's gonna he would have been doing a whole lot of work to make sure he was a mainstay in that team over this preseason. Um, and I think I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna actually showcase what he can properly do this season. And and then they're gonna have a really really um, potent forward line which. I don't think they've really had ever since um, Luke Darcy and that uh, left. Like Luke well, Darcy mention, and Brad Johnson. You mentioned and, Luke. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned Darcy. I thought, well, I actually go with Sam Darcy. Yeah, I know he's, he's a young forward. He's got a but he's already got some size. As well, though, as well. So that's why he wasn't my... Oh, is he injured, is he? Uh, I think he's struggling with his knee or something like that. So, oh, because um, yeah. I, I, when um, like I saw him grow up and stuff like that. So, and I just thought he was a... A freak from the get go, so that was that was what I was. I was. I just think he he would fit in well. The other player that I actually had was, and I'm very very interested to see how he goes. Um, is Bailey Dale? 
Um, Interested to see how. So he yeah. had he had a pretty good season last year though as well. So uh, did he or yeah, was he just no, he serviceable? No, I thought he, he was a, serviceable, and I thought no, no, he he got back to I'm playing like, some I'm very brain. good footy back half of the year. So yeah, um, he, well, he, can I he carry he that his, for the whole season and improve? Yeah, so but that, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he's so much a player to watch because we sort of seen what he can do. Um, I think yeah, I think Hugo Hagen or someone like that is. If they can, if they can up their game and they can become better, then that's another way of the dogs getting improving and becoming a more, more forceful team as well, and and a team that's gonna, the teams are gonna struggle to match up on. Um, and as English that, has to do, dominate as a ruckman, he does. Yes, English has he to. He does. Has to. You, Beveridge can't play him as a forward. Play him as a, as a ruck majority yeah, of the time because he's one of the best ruckmen in the league, and you're just wasting. Yep. That's one of those coaching moments that you hate Ash is where they don't play the player in the position that they're so damn good at yeah because correct. they have nothing else around yep. so let where where do you have them so finishing in I've the pass mark their pass mark is top two they they should yep. be aiming for top two once again um but I've got them at number three obviously okay uh, so can I just have your number one team again Brisbane who's who's been Briz Brisbane number yep. one and then Melbourne two. number two two Dogs number three, uh, Frio. I've got to come up to number four. Yeah. Uh, Port five. Geelong yep. six. Uh, yep. Sydney seven. Uh, yep. Gold Coast eight. Okay. So your top eight: Briz, Melbourne, um, Dogs, Frio, Port, Geelong, Swans, Gold Coast. Yep. Here's here's my top eight: Brisbane, Port. Demons, dogs in my top four, mm-hmm. then tigers, swans, cats, and I've got saints at, as the eight side. Ooh. I think, I think the eighth position on the ladder, seven to eight, seven sorry, seven to twelve will be separated by a game. Yep, I reckon it will be literally the last week. Will like, be on like that. I, said, I actually think, I actually think it's going to be from sixth all the way till to twelve or thirteen. Which is going to be separated by yeah. one to two games, and there's going to be three to four games in the last round or two that are going to dictate big time final stuff. Whether it's top see the four, AFL should top have four, the top fixture. two, top eight, all that sort of stuff. I think it's going to all that stuff can change even in the last two rounds. Yeah. I'm, I'm predicting. So the AFL fixture, the round twenty three, should not be out. Till halfway through the season, where they know where the ladder is so, sort of settling, and yep. they do the 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 final fixture that that way. And if they if they have a back to back game, like if a team's playing the same team, then obviously you have to change it. But do do it right, AFL. Do yep. it right. Okay, so that's let, all I'm saying. Let's so just make quickly it, make them let's just, let me just quickly say this right for for from nine. From ninth position to fourteenth position, listen to the teams I've got, and I can, and let me, um, uh, let me tell you, I've I think I've predicted all of them to, for their pass marks to be top eight. Obviously, I don't have Saints. Yeah. I have Gold Coast. So just um, just imagine Gold Coast is in the top eight for me, right? Yeah. My the teams under that is um, who I got ninth. I've got GWS at ninth, right? They yep. should be playing finals, shouldn't they? Yep. Carlton at Essendon. 10th. No, I've got Carlton at 10th. Yep. They should be playing finals, oh. realistically. 
Like they they yep. should be gunning for finals. Essendon at eleventh, they should yep. be gunning for finals. Uh, I've got them the wrong way around. Richmond, yep, twelfth, they should be gunning for yep. finals. Collingwood, they're in that iffy team, but I still think they should yep. be gunning they're for the dark, finals. Dark dark horse. Yep. Um, that's not even because we're Collingwood supporters. I just genuinely think that they are actually, they should be gunning to to make that um, to make that play. And then I've got it 14th, yep. which, like I said, these guys could finish 6th if they play to their potential, and that's Saints. I've got them at 14th. Yep. Like, it just, like like you just said, you've got them at 8th. I've got them at 14th. And yep. the teams in front of them, probably bar Collingwood, all are predicted to make the top 8, like, realistically, by countless other people yep. as well. So it's it's actually ridiculous. The, the amount yeah, of and you know what NFL. I would like to see yeah you know what I like to see though is like one of those teams that you've picked outside the eight come out and win the first ten games of the season yeah and and they and then every other team's like slowly slowly back pulling and, them back yeah. in yeah, yeah. And that will be that's just what a fan wants to see is just that um, yeah. and, uh, and it's starting the, to the get ladder, to the ladder pressure it's actually starting to get to the point where like you said. That, that play-in sort of final sort of thing might well um, be a good option because at least... Oh, like absolutely. From, like, at least then you get to see the 10 best teams playing in the last, whatever many rounds it would be, like, because because there's so many teams that could well be in the finals and could well, like, who knows who who might make it. Like, it might be... Imagine, like, Melbourne finished, like, ninth, for example. Like, you just... Oh, as, yeah. much as, as much as you'd be dumbfounded to see it, or, or like, sorry, a Geelong. Let's go Geelong. If they don't make the finals, people will go, yeah, that's because they're too old. But look at the players and the players they have. Like, they've got countless guys that are all Australians, ex-Brownlow medalists, ex-Coleman medalists. They've got, like, and their back line is still pretty solid too. Like, they've got, they've still got a team that should be playing finals, but you wouldn't be surprised if they didn't make finals either because there's other, there's other teams. So it's just, yeah. it's ridiculous. No, I, I, I'm in agreement. No, I, I agree. I would love the wild card round. That would be, that would be pretty awesome to see. Um, Ash, well, that's, that's been a pretty good episode. We did pretty well tonight. We said we'll go for a small one. I think this one was quite a long one. <laughs> yes, um, yeah. Yeah, but AFL. It, 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 it's, yeah, AFL. It, we love AFL. We can talk about it all day. But Ash, once again, congratulations on the bubs and the, and the fiance. Um, you did well. I didn't think I'll see the day of this, but um, <laughs> but you. no, I'm a um, uh, good episode and uh, can't wait to do it again. Thank you. We'll uh, catch us all next time. Oh, actually, just make sure we get everyone to uh, like and follow and um, getting heaps more followers and, and likes and stuff on Facebook, Instagram, um, heaps of people listening still on Spotify. So thank you for listening to the Footballer Podcast. Um, we love you all for it. Um, it's, yeah, like, like we always say, we love and doing it. So, and I think we're only getting better and better. So, um, it's it's a lot of fun, and we'll, we'll continue doing it while we can. Yeah, sounds like a plan. All right, all right we'll catch you, us all next week. Bye. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 